Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Improved Podcast, the official podcast of Classic Studios. I am your host, Chase Collins, and I'm an aspiring screenwriter. Now, we took a break from our creative screenwriting goals to focus on a month of health and fitness for the month of January, and it's the start of the new year. Everyone's looking to get their fitness up at the start of a new year, right? But no one told me that January has five Mondays in it, or at least this January, and I only planned on four fitness episodes, so that's all you get. I I do hope that's okay, and apologies if you're expecting a fifth episode. Um, not not this year, maybe next year. If there's five Mondays in January again, we'll we'll do five. Uh, episodes of health and fitness programming but that does beg the question of what will this episode be about and I'm sure if you're a longtime listener you'll be familiar with a certain short film that I wrote for a friend of mine uh, called Don and his name is Elijah Uh, well this episode is going to be an update on that and how that production process is going we sort of are documenting the process of creating a short film as two amateurs, two novices, and capturing all of our lessons learned through this podcast. So this is episode three in that series. If you're just tuning in, I do recommend going back and checking out those first two episodes so you're all caught up. Um, There are time codes in the description if you want to jump around, uh, skip to all the the juicy bits in the podcast. but with that, what are what are your goals for this week? I am going to let you all know how my goals are going at the end, so stick around to find out. All right, bye. Improved Podcast. Improved Podcast. Stuff recording all right man uh how you been dude i've been very very interesting i think it's been what like th- three weeks since we got a final final draft or, or at least our, our first draft which isn't going to be much different from the final yeah yeah so I-, I was trying to think about where we left off like what our last meeting was about um because i know i delivered you the f- first draft and i think we went over that last time we talked or did we not i can't remember so okay last time we talked you either were about to or you did deliver a first draft and i had yet to look at it that's right and we were kind of talking about how our next meeting would be about pre-production if i needed your help on anything which pre-production uh is actually interesting because what i have to do right now is go through the script so you sent me a you sent me a draft and then my professor had an issue with the draft. So then you sent me an updated draft, but I also made some changes myself. So I've been like kind of making this, this new script of like all three of our changes. Um, and I'm going to send you that final draft as well, but basically it's uh, the changes that I'm making are just to make filming easier. So like there's this moment where, you know, Dax walks into the apartment and then he drops some things and then he picks them up and then he, walks further and then he drops things again right so what i did was i just like kind of compressed that into like one one segment of him just being clumsy you know yeah it's just like stuff like that like so 
essentially we're, we have like a filming style that I want to go for. So I just like want to make sure that like everything fits within that style. And some of that will just be changing certain things and like the camera angles and, or, or not the camera angles of like the action for now. Okay, sweet. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that sounds good, I guess. Yeah, that's sweet. That sounds great. So um, you have like this third draft. Is it like, I guess, would you call that like the shooting draft or is that still down the line? I don't know the technical name for it, but that's okay. definitely like when I'm incorporating, like I'm not incorporating like camera angles or anything like that. Cause I actually have like a separate sheet. So the way I'm organizing this shoot in general right now, I'll just let you know. I mean, I, I still have a lot to do, but basically I have the shooting draft that we're going to be like actually using on set. We have the scene outline. So if anyone gets lost, you know, they can just like flip through that and know, know kind of where we are. Um, and then there's going to be a, a couple like offhands and, and also like people might change their lines or like might have like additions that they want to make. Cause like for their character, like, would they say this instead of that, you know, like some people might have that kind of, yeah. um, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get a draft that's like just ready for the actors to receive, you know, and like for, to start memorizing and changing however they want, obviously they're going to have to like let everyone know their changes. Um, and then we have the scene block you know, which I was doing this on my own, but my professor actually said, this is exactly how you would do it in, in like, you know, Hollywood, like where you have the script and then you're breaking down everything that you need. And I was like already doing that. He's like, don't do anything else. Cause we're going to literally do this in the next class. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep doing it anyways. Yeah. So I got to finish that on Thursday. Um, I think we came out with like 12 scenes. So I mean, pretty, pretty decent, especially when you consider like you can get really inefficient when filming if you don't have the right preparation and i'm like making sure that we do like literally no one else you know who who's made a capstone you know even reached out to someone to write their film like i i literally found that out like my professor was like no one's like because no one like no one cares like to, i mean not, i wouldn't say no one cares but it's just like i think there's like this attitude in filmmaking that it's like one man band like you have to do everything you know and i think that's the way his class is also structured he was like you know you're gonna be writing a story. The first the first semester is writing a story. It's like I use the first semester to like gestate those ideas, you know, and like work with you who was like like you I mean you you made something like so quick. I'm actually surprised at how quick you made that come out. Like I, I told you something and then within a week I had something. And it's like that's just you know, it's it's incredible. And like, you know, those first few meetings we were talking about it. We were talking about like, okay, this is the story, like how would it go? And then a professor my professor would chime in and you know, it was really great, but I feel like since I've had that like kind of pulled back view now that we're into the stuff that I really like doing, which is like the production, you know, pre-production and that kind of stuff. I'm excited. My one concern though, is that our actor for Dax has dropped out and I don't know uh, how to see locations just yet. Yeah. <laughs> a snap, a development. Dang. That's yeah. epic. Yeah. I remember when you first pitched this to me, like over the summer, it was, we have this lead actor and he's going to do it. And, you know he's this cool like biker gang type of dude um tattoos and stuff maybe that's not him but um that's was my yeah. impression at least and yeah dang and he dropped out uh brutal yeah so you know I i'm trying to i'm trying to get people who have like some kind of network in just to see if they can help me out i mean also with locations because it's like some of the locations that we picked are are you know very unique like especially for rome you don't you don't see that kind of stuff very very often in rome so like you have to find the right right outlet right 
you know, connection. And I mean, one thing that, so I'm working with this guy, um, Eric Lindsay. He like, he's basically, he's going to be like the actor for Eric. No, no, not for Eric. What's the, what's the character's name? Rodrigo or Jim? No. Um, the, the, the uh, guy who's... Yeah, uh, I know who you're talking about. I forget Ethan. his name. He's playing Ethan. E- yes, yes, yes. He's actually written stuff for Hollywood and he has like published books. And he was telling me, like, when you're doing locations, like, you should probably just try to stick to somewhere that you know or somewhere that, like, you know someone in there, you know, so that way you're not, like, struggling and, and basically, like, you know, what if anything happens, you know, then who are you going to talk to, you know, so. Right. Um, well, I don't know anywhere. That's, like, the locations that we picked, so. Well, yeah, definitely feel free to, like, change those up, too. I just – we needed, like – this um in order to tell this scene like i needed a backdrop uh and so i just picked like dis nondescript office location i think that's how i described it at one point it was like yeah it could be anything it doesn't really matter um no i think you're kind of right there sorry were you keep, keep going um no that was about it yeah just um nondescript like behind a dumpster or in an alleyway like it doesn't it could be yeah. anywhere um i think yeah. Um, well, no, I think so. Like some of them, like, you know, the moment where Dax is meeting Rodrigo, like those locations might be able to be changed. And even like the, the location of Dax's apartment was, I was, I was like, okay, so I'm going to carry my cat. <laughs> I'm going to get him a thing. I'm going to take him somewhere else. And then I realized like, I could just film in my apartment, you know, it's like perfectly fine. Perfect. Like it, we will, we can still manage that cinema, cinema, cinematic quality. We're shooting on, um, fx sixes sony fx6 i think mm. uh if that doesn't work out then we're just going to use my camera which is a panasonic gh5 which like can still do cinematic stuff just not like low light as good quality but i think like it's a student film and that's okay um yeah so like the, so, some locations like were changed and will need to be changed but honestly like yeah the main thing is like i think where we're at with like you know jim's workstation jim's laboratory like you know okay jim's laboratory is going to change to like a bedroom possibly you know but jim's workstation and like the 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 corporation like those buildings are are solid i don't i don't see us changing those so it's just a matter of where well that's super exciting so we have a locked script or you know soon to be locked script essentially So what are those next steps? You said you're going to start breaking, doing like scene breakdowns or something like that, where you're getting like all the, is that where you're gathering like all the set pieces you need, all the actors you'll need in the scene, all the, what's, what does that involve? Uh, so I can actually pull this up now just so I can actually tell you. Um, and this would be very different if you're like, actually, can you hear me by the way? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sometimes when you switch tabs, it just... Um, but this would be very different if you're actually like making a film and like, you're not a first time filmmaker. Right. But from like my, from my assumption, this is how I would do it. And it seems like it's working pretty well. So, um, what I'm taking is the the script that we're going to end up like shooting with. I'm going to reread that after I make all my corrections and check like how the pacing is and everything like that. I mean, you don't want to get too lost in the weeds by like overlooking it like again and again and again. But there are certain things, like, I just wonder if there's a way that we can make this more cinematic. And if there's something I can write into the script, then I'll do that. So once I've done that, that one is going to go to the actors where they'll make their changes. And and then, you know, 
send them back. Um, and that'll be like another version. But so what I'm doing is I'm taking the scenes. So the scene, what I do to break down the scenes is I have uh, this app called Notion, which is really cool because it's like you can put tables, you can put like all kinds of things, like just really like graphic. It's really good. And so I write down the beats, like everything that's happening in the scene. And then I write the scene number. I write the, the resources that we're going to need for the scene. I write the crew, whoever's going to be there. So like for this, for scene one, we have the cameraman, we have the director, we have whoever's ma managing the cat, and then we have someone on sound, you know, and then we have the actors, right? That includes the cat. <laughs> and then uh, we have the setting time, if there's any CGI that we need, which is, I think this film is actually going to be much more CGI intensive than I thought. Um, sound effects and soundtrack. Uh, soundtrack, we have someone on soundtrack. Sound effects, I think that's that's gonna be the same person, but I think we're also gonna record a lot a lot of sounds, like just you know, just us doing things. So that's cool. And do you have someone like on lighting and stuff too? Um, no, lighting is gonna be up to the director because we're trying to keep this like really small. But honestly, like we probably could get an extra person. Like I don't think it's too hard. I mean, we're all students and and people are l willing to like just help out, you know. So nice. Yeah, that's something. Like, I've been trying to get more involved with, like, um, film and stuff like that, and I've seen, like, these really simple, to me, they seem simple, like, commercial shoots, and there's, like, ten people, like, all surrounding these, like, two actors that are shooting this small scene, and then there's a guy with a boom mic and a light lighting situation, and there's, like, a second lighting guy, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that was so important, and then... It's like, yeah, we're doing a lighting test. It was like, that's just for li lighting tests. I'm like, wow, okay, there you go. Was that, um, well, yeah, I don't know anything about that. Was that like for work or was that like a? Oh, no, I wasn't involved in it. I just saw like a YouTube video of someone doing it behind the scenes of their like commercial shoot. And I was like, oh, wow, that's intense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, even when I was doing like work, like uh, videography work, it was like we would, we have literally like I was such a help to the team because it takes so long to set up equipment and move equipment, you know, and it's like, then, you know, I would, I would like hook everything up, make sure everything's good. And then we have like, you know, one person on two cameras, one person setting up the mic, which is probably me, you know, putting up, putting the mic on the guy and then another guy doing lighting. And it's like, if we were a team, I mean, yeah, there'd be like so many of us, you know, just, just to do a simple shoot. And that's just how right. it works. Um, I don't remember where that, where that question was going. <laughs> I don't know if you asked a question or not. Oh, yeah. I was asking, like, so we have this locked uh, script, and what were the yeah. next steps? And you sort of described, like, you're doing, you're using an application to help outline all the resources you'll need for um, each of the scenes. Right. So, yeah, we have that. And then we're doing, and then I'm doing shooting days, which is basically, like, which scenes can I clump into the same shooting days? And, and then we're, I'm going to order them in, in order of like, this needs to happen now because some people have availability only for so long. So, so I'm going to do that next. And then I'm like, my vision is by this point, I'll have enough like visual stuff, you know, and enough of like a story and a script and everything to send to the guy who's going to do a soundtrack. And I'm going to tell him like, you know, I kind of want like a preliminary theme, like just work with some stuff. And then when you come up with stuff, that's really good because what we're going to do actually if we can, is I think we're going to record some like motorcycle samples and send that to him to mix into the soundtrack because <laughs> I think that'd be really cool. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And now the guy, well, the lead actor, he was a motorcyclist or he, he rode bikes and now he's not. Mm -hmm. 
so that could change if you don't want him to be riding a bike anymore i don't know so he rode bikes but like i think illegally man and honestly it wasn't going to be a concern because where we're going to get the bike is going to be from someone who does know how to ride and if it's like winters he's going to be covered up anyways you won't even right. notice it's a different person it's a different person yeah okay cool but uh well, that's sweet yeah yeah i'll let you know i'll let you know how it goes i'll let you know like everything that that we're kind of doing and i know that you kind of want to like I mean, how much, how, like, how, how, like, involved, like, how much do you want me to let you know about, like, how the story's going, how it's, uh, you know, how, how the filming's going, like, all that stuff, like. Well, um, I definitely don't want to be, like, another cook in the kitchen. I don't want to slow you down at all, because I think that would be uh, detrimental to your progress. But I definitely would like to continue these tag-ups, like, once a month or something like that, uh, just hey what have you done so far uh where's the story headed because i think it would be cool to you know sort of document this process um and keep updated as well but um yeah that's really what i'm thinking okay i think that makes sense and i i honestly agree because i would love to do like a like a behind the scenes sort of how i how i did it you know because it's like there's going to be so much that has to get done and I think if we document, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person who's like, free art, you know, free everything, like, just make it all known, like, just so that people can like, learn from it. And I feel like yeah. there's, there's such an emphasis in today's society to just make everything behind a paywall. And like, I, I really want to like, document every part of the process, and then just like, put that out there. So people are like, Oh, okay, so I mean, like, even, even though I know nothing, you know, some people can actually learn something from what I do know. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think that's, that's like, really cool. I'm really excited to like get these recordings and then put them into like a video and <laughs> you know do all that stuff like yeah yeah it's gonna be really cool man I'm right there with you that's like the whole point of this podcast is to like I don't know how to do I don't know how to write scripts or anything like that but I'm gonna try and you know that's how I got connected with you and you know working on the second script I've ever written now so that's that's been fun and then talking to other people who also don't know what they're doing but are all you know, trying to learn and figure it out and hopefully we all get better along the way. Super cool, man. I'm, I'm dude, I'm just, you know, I've been so stressed out with like classes and figuring out the script and, and if we can shoot it and who's acting and all that stuff we have secured is like solid, good people. You know, I, I, I trust them. I feel good relying on them, but like, and my professor has just gone radio silent. Like it's all up to us right now, and it's like so stressful. It's so stressful having to deal with classes as well. Like, yeah, yeah. I believe it. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's also like I'm glad that my parents encouraged me to do this stuff because it's like so many people have creative passions and they don't get to explore it. But I know my parents, like my mom, she's like, "Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about getting a job right now. Do your film." You know, like that's, that's where my mom's at. And she knows, cause she knows like, this is going to really help me get to the next stage. And I just wish that like this passion that I'm expressing to you right now, I wish it was shared by everyone I told this idea to, or, or no, no, I wish it was shared by everyone who I wanted to work on this film with me. You know, I mm-hmm. wish that our lead actor didn't quit like a, you know, a month before shooting. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. That's brutal, man. That sucks. Uh, so what are you going to do? Are you just. Aren't there websites to find actors and stuff like that? What's that website people use? 
So, okay, there might be a website, um, but usually people here go through Facebook. Mm. And, um, you know, the, the only real problem there is that, like, I don't know how much I can pay people until I have everyone accounted for, you know? And so it's like, I can't promise anything, but at the same time, if I promise nothing, that's even less likely to find someone who, who you might need, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the website that I know of is called like actors access or something like that. Um, I went to this little film. I don't know what it was like panel i guess and someone mentioned that they were like yeah if you're on facebook and you hire someone and you list like no pay and you're shooting on location you're probably not going to get anyone but if you at least go through the process of you know signing up with actors access and you're a little bit legitimized so that even if it's for no pay and it's just for an imdb credit like they'll be more interested and willing to do that stuff so maybe that might be a place but that could just be a u.s thing like i don't know if they even have that out um out in rome yeah um, um another thing i think yeah. networking is pretty pretty big i think i definitely need to do more networking because there are definitely like resources i could tap into and i feel like yeah i don't know that's interesting like how would a, a film like let's say this you know hollywood films right they have a set budget mm-hmm. and then they break down from there right so i don't Mm -hmm. know if you just scale that back if the same principles apply or i don't know i've never had to like break down a budget for a film before that sounds like a tough problem um i think budget is pretty solid i don't think budget ever really changes uh and i think they have a number and then they estimate who to hire before they do any hiring so that they can work within that budget. And so, yeah, maybe I can do that. Maybe I need a budget. Like, honestly, it might not be a bad idea. Also, I, I want to I share with you a really cool thing that we're coming up with here. But yeah, tell me. <laughs> no, yeah, it, I was just going to say it might help, um, you know, so you can give those concrete numbers to actors or you can for sure say it's going to be no pay, you know, just whatever. Yeah. Um, but go ahead. Yeah. I'm, what's What were you going to say? So um, we're using this uh, filming technique, which was uh, used in the original Hunger Games. So I really like that movie. But not only for the story, also for like the cinematography, because basically what they did was they used a lot of montage and really close up shots, and like really panicky handheld camera movements, you know, and like for establishing shots, they use a medium shot. What is that? That's amazing. I love that, you know, so um yeah like we're we're kind of using that so for this one scene where we have rain thinking well how do we do this well let's think about it right our scene our, our camera is already going to be punched in to the character so we don't necessarily need like rain you know so <laughs> here's my macgyvered thinking right if i can take an hdri right so like it's basically like uh, maybe 32 pictures in like a circle you know you're essentially just taking like you're getting it like a ball, right? And you're inside the ball, but the ball is essentially like all of your surroundings, you know? Mm. Oh, okay. Like right. that's for gathering like light data, right? Right, yeah. So if yeah. we do an HDRI, right? And then set up planes inside a blender on C- on like glass, for example, 
we could add raindrops to the glass, you know? And then like, we could also just like literally wet the scene, you know? And then we could like put, you know, maybe like camera, like water droplets, like on the camera, like physically put them on the camera and then just make the main character like just drenched, you know? And it's like, just like this total like hack way of like making, simulating rain. So wait, if it doesn't rain, it's fine. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm just like, I love that I thought of that, you know? I love that I'm like ready to do that. And, and like, yeah, this film's going to have so much more CGI than I thought. But like, I'm just really excited to, to get to work and like solving these problems that's 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 so cool you know yeah that's really awesome man that's really creative um you know and you're coming up with like those backup plans right like if mm -hmm. just in case um yeah you know you can't get rain on the set right <laughs> not like you have control over that but no that's really cool there's um this quote i forget who it's from but he was talking about a director oh i think mm -hmm. it was jonah hill and he was talking about um maybe martin scorsese some director i have no idea um but he was talking about how like the best directors are problem solvers and they're solving like a million problems a second and they're just trying to make everything work on the day of shooting and i can really see that from what you're describing i love that that's amazing yeah yeah that's yeah. wild well i mean you know it also comes it also stems from like who i am but also like being an artist like being an artist is constantly problem solving you know you're constantly in a position where you know you're you're kind of trying to be vulnerable here and in order to to progress as an artist you have to make yourself vulnerable it does it's not easy you know and so you have to learn how to problem solve i mean that's like that's literally like number one of the number one traits as, as being an artist so i definitely think they go hand in hand and i'm glad to know that like if there's someone that's going to do it like it's going to be me. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah that's something that oh man well, that's something that I've really, uh, like, I like, you know, I'm doing all of this stuff, right? Like, you know, company and podcast and, you know, script writing and all that. It's like, I enjoy it all being on me. Because yeah. then it's like, if it fails, it's like, yeah, that's on me, man. Like, I failed. That's my mm -hmm. fault. And I can own that. Because I can also justify why I failed in some, you know, roundabout way. But at the end of the day, it's like, no, I messed up. And it's time to like get back in gear get back in check or you know figure it out um and that's it's like liberating in a way and also you know it applies some pressure but i'm a control freak and like i structure my life so that i'm successful and that you know the problems i encounter are minimized because i do so much structuring and pre-planning oh man we'll see i'm also it's so funny to me when you mentioned like there's going to be a lot more cgi in this than expected i was it's like I didn't know where you what scenes you were talking about that yeah. needed like extra CGI, and then you threw it at me like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna CGI the rain." I was like, "Oh my god, okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, also like I want to do like some label changes, and I kind of want to make all of the labels ever present in the scene just like some Japanese or Chinese knockoffs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like literally, like. That? just to like give us this idea because also you know with the soundtrack it's gonna be very unusual so like just to give us the idea that like this isn't our reality it's like slightly different you know um, and like um we also have a scene where he's you know he's arriving at this corporate building and you know you pan up and, and you see so also okay um rome's architecture is very interesting but it's also not very tall 
So what I'm planning on doing is using the advantage of like the tight shots to make buildings look so much taller. But then um, I want to like for that scene where he looks up and it's a skyscraper, I really want to like extend that building, you know? So they're just like things like that that just like elevate you oh, know, the, the process. That's sick. Man, I think that's so cool. Well, one, a couple of things. I, I've always heard like if you can try and do stuff practically, try. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if you can find like some foreign um, like convenience store. They have them in America. I don't know if they have mm. them in Rome. Oh, they have them all. Or you can find like, you know, foreign language stuff and like do it in you know practically um that's one thought uh, another thought is like if you do you know the panning up and um warping the image i think that would play really well with like dax you know sort of off the hinges mentality i think that really ties in with like the yeah theme. yeah that's really cool <laughs> i'm just imagining like a fish eye of oh sorry i bumped the mic but i'm just imagining like a fish eye lens on dax mm. just like with the rain and he's just like where am i smoking a cigarette That's <laughs> um, funny. okay so you're saying like kind of like this this shot where it looks like the buildings are like encroaching in on him essentially he's like yeah. up and he sees like it's like caving in on him almost and he's huh. like twitching and just like oh my gosh like where am i i gotta drop this package off Mm. i know i know what you're talking about like i know i've seen i've definitely seen the seen it um i don't think that fits the style of the story but yeah. like <laughs> i would love definitely to experiment not. with that i would love to experiment with that yeah but, that's but so i sweet. also like love the the idea of like you know the camera like this in an impossible budget like the camera is just like crawling up this building and you just see dax like looking up smoking mm -hmm. and then you see these buildings like just keep going and keep like caving in getting closer to the center and he's just this small ant oh that'd be so yeah cool. <laughs> yeah man you get like a drone shot or something and it like yeah. oh and it does the classic spielberg like what's that what's the shot called where you zoom in and telescope out at the same time it's like i know what you're talking about that's the dolly zoom the dolly zoom uh, yeah it's like that <laughs> I um i've had i've done some of that when i was man i shot some music videos for uh this band that i was producing for fast stanley and mm. i did some artificial those like in post-production where i was like okay i'm gonna do my dolly zoom or i'm gonna do my dolly out and then i'm mm. gonna zoom in in post and i was able to sort of like fake the effect like i didn't do it practically but i was able to do it oh but it's that's cool, cool though cool um one thing i learned is actually a, a really big skill is the um focus pull so you mm. plan your shoot so that way when someone changes like their position and they're like still in focus or like someone changes and then something else is in focus like you basically have marks on the camera so you know like where you need to turn it like there's just so much yeah. that goes into filmmaking and it's amazing like it's awesome yeah <laughs> It's so cool. I love when, like, they go to that extra effort of, like, you know, a character's talking in the foreground, and then the character in the background responds, and then they change the zoom to... Insanity. To to it's like, oh, that's... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Insanity in the kindest way possible. I, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but, like, it was basically... Oh, yeah, it was, it was this video breaking down how concept art works or whatever. But the guy was like, yeah, if you, like, <laughs> if you describe something as, like, insane, it's usually because it's just, like, it requires such a level of, like, ingenious and, like, just, you know, 
creativity and constant repetition to like know these tricks that it looks like yeah. insanity like how could you ever come up with that you know it's like yeah that's what i think of i think um the jack uh the gosh the lord of the rings film who was that director jackson peter jackson yeah. he did that like a thousand times over it is so oh, crazy yeah. with all those you know uh paintings and like the f- perspectives like the ring when they were doing close-ups on the ring um it was like 15 feet large they created a 15 foot large ring so that it could be giant compared to these hobbits it was like are you wow. kidding me and then they had you know those crazy scenes with ian mckellen as gandalf talking to frodo and mm-hmm. they're on tables talking to each other but they're like oh yeah 15 feet apart and they have to like moving set and it's crazy man you should yeah. for anyone who's listening and hasn't seen the behind the scenes of the making of those films like it's insane and then you like juxtapose that with how they shot the hobbit and it's just like wow they didn't do the same thing and that's why those yeah. movies are drastically different in quality it's crazy yeah 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 that's like the whole thing of like do it in cgi or not um which yeah. for me, for me personally, I I really like the idea of using CGI just to heighten things just a little bit, but not really necessarily like, like unless it's that type of story like Blade Runner, you need all the CGI you can get. But at the mm-hmm. same time, a lot of Blade Runner was shot practically. A lot of like, there was a lot of really cool stuff there that was just actually physically there. And I think like, it's like, if I were to be in a position where this is never going to happen, but if I were to be in a position where I was like making something and had like a really high budget, it would always be this marriage between practical and CGI. And I think that's like a lesson that all of Hollywood is learning right now. Um, I don't know of any films that are just, just CGI and, and look just terrible and fake. You know, I feel like all films have started to ad- adapt like this meshing of the two mediums, which is really good. For example, um, you know mandalorian and they're like giant led screens you know yeah. in unreal engine 5 like that's that's kind of dope like it's kind of like it's a really energy inefficient way of making something but it works you know it, it's alive it works good yeah it's really impressive um you know and it, a brand new technology right so we haven't really even seen like how far they can take that um i think the batman they use that same filming style yeah. um and they really pushed the envelope. Like I think they even did that during the Batmobile scenes, like when they're doing the chase sequences. They use those same LED screens, like lighting okay. the whole shot, and it's like that's crazy. You know, you got Robert Pattinson just like <laughs> these LED screens, and the car is on like a mount, so it's like moving, and the background's with it. It's crazy. It's really yeah. impressive how they did that. And Christopher Nolan, he said that Dune was actually like the best merging of practical and visual effects that he's ever seen, which I thought was interesting. Like I didn't, yeah, the recent one, like I didn't even think it had that many CGI effects. And that is probably why he thought it was the best because you didn't even notice it, you know, like. That's kind of the movie that was like, for me, it was like, damn, like I should really start taking the CGI thing more seriously because it's getting good. Like it yeah. looks so real right now. Like it's crazy. It looks really good. And then, but like also, like I could, you could even push back on that with like these Marvel movies where sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. does that look great? Like you know, everyone likes to clown Black Widow and how like they just 
threw some people up on a soundstage and the lighting's all wrong with these explosions and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, and She-Hulk, one of the it I think She-Hulk looks pretty bad. Like I'm not even a guy to complain about special effects and stuff. Like I just want to watch yeah. the story and, you know, just enjoy it. But when it starts taking you out of the movie or the show, it's like, oh no. Why? Why why do you look like this? This is so wrong. There's definitely a reason that a company like Disney can't spend a few more extra dollars to like make their CGI look decent or to even spend any time on color. Um, That's what I think it is. I think it's the time, right? Like they obviously have the budget, but the time they're that they're not giving to the artists, the CGI artists is just not enough. That's what it comes across. It might be that. I mean, crunch is a really bad thing. Like just working under tight deadline is a really bad thing. And like most, most CG like, teams you know a lot of times it's just working on like a project really intensely and then just moving on to the next one but i mean i don't know if you're tapped into this like do you know what the deal is with like all these streaming services and like having having these seasons that are like six episodes eight episodes long like you know it's like a season you wait for and you're really excited about it and then you you get it like a year later two years later and it's like eight episodes and <laughs> like the cgi yeah. sucks like like what what is happening right now in hollywood man they're just ugh. yeah i don't know i think like part of it is ramifications of the pandemic like mm-hmm. i think a lot of the sins of like black widow and uh, even she hulk to an extent but especially like some of those early marvel tv shows like wandavision those definitely got hit by the pandemic whereas like yeah, we had plans, and then we have to change the story because we can't get actors to film because they're in quarantine or whatever. And that, I think, definitely affected, like, the CGI quality of the films. But in terms of, like, the shorter and shorter seasons, I don't know if that's just a budget thing. Like, you know, they're just spending, like, $10, $20 million an episode, and suddenly, like their 10 episode season costs like a hundred million dollars or 150 million dollars and that's like okay that's a feature length film but you're getting 10 hours worth of content out of it i don't know so i think it might be like a money thing it's like well we can't do 16 episode seasons because then your budget's going to be cut in half and you'll have five million an episode but and like when these actors get famous off of these shows like now they're getting paid like you know millions of dollars an episode and that's like yeah. a percentage of your budget like a solid you know five ten percent of your budget it's like uh mm-hmm. now there's your there's a lot of your money that you could be spending on cgi hmm. Hmm. yeah yeah i guess that's that's why i'm so motivated to like do my own thing on like an indie scale you know because it's like budget's always going to be an issue but when you're working with passion i mean people are so willing to just give you know so willing to just give out and and help and and everyone wants to be a part of it you know and if you and, and it's clear there's some like youtube channels like i mean corridor you know you know about them like they they just oh, yeah. talk about like they just talk about the vfx process and it's like that channel's so popular you know and it's because like there is a real art form here you know and it's just about finding the right passion and finding the right people and like yes you can't eat passion but at the same time like if you find yourself in a position where you know whoever's in charge has enough money to support themselves and then they're trying to tap into the resources of like just this wealth of knowledge with the like everyone around them 
I mean, you know, it might not be at the same quality, but you might get something even better, you mm-hmm. know? And that's, that's yeah. like, what I, like, that's what I'm all about. Like, that's what I want to do, you know? I want to find a way to sustain myself and also just do these low-budget, like, indie things that are just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I think that's awesome, man. I think that's definitely possible, too. Like, especially if you get the right people around you and mm-hmm. um, who are passionate just like you are. And, uh, man, like, becoming that beacon, right? Like, everyone's trying to find people to, like, work with their feet off of. But if you can be the person and like tie in the people you want to work with, I think that's one of the ways to do it. But also like being able to help people too, because I bet there's probably more people that want to be the beacon than there are people who are like looking for light. Uh, You're probably right about that. It might even be like a whole new angle for me. Like what? Are you going to try and help people or are you going to try and be the beacon? Yeah, no, I mean, we're definitely, definitely going for the beacon there, but I'm saying like, it might also be good to just offer services sometimes and just, just be helpful, you know, like how do, how do they know that, that your project is the best, right? Or that your project is the most worth, worth working on. Like, what are you doing to, to spread the, spread the, spread the joy, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's something I, I want, like, I want to get involved with the Florida film scene, but I'm a writer, right? So it's like, I can't say like, hey, let me be a part of crew and I'll do some like boom mic holding or do some help with lighting. I don't know how to do that stuff, but I could write your script for you. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to work with you is like, yeah, man, I don't know how to write scripts, but I'll I'll try and I'll I'll work with you. And I think it's turned out pretty well. And it'd be cool to do that on like a local level so I can be there like a part of the process and make more connections and stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's so cool that for someone who doesn't know how to write a script, you did a really good job. Like. (laughs) <laughs> thanks man. yeah i mean yeah <laughs> we're, like, we're you got the format it. down you know um also there's the fact that like we just had so much to to cram into like just a small time window and you really made it work and you made it like because i even told you like i don't want these characters to have arcs yeah i just want this to be like a day in their lives like the craziest day of their lives what does that look like you know and you're yeah, just like yeah. oh, here it goes <laughs> yeah and i feel like we were still able to that that's the writer in me right still i still want to write <laughs> arcs um and you know the three act structure and stuff oh and you mentioned earlier like 12 you you found 12 scenes that's exactly what i have <laughs> i have 12 scenes in in my you know broken out in my uh screenwriting software so you you nailed it um it's pretty cool i thought yeah yeah all right man well Hey, it's like 12 here, so I need to go to bed. Yeah, I was going to ask what time it was, man. Um, yeah, let's call it quits, dude. I am super excited for the next steps. Um, what are the next steps? I think you probably said it, but can you say it one more time? Okay, so the next steps are um, getting some cans of Red Bull, or just getting Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and just um, just doing a final script revision, um, doing a reread, sending those out to the actors, doing a scene blockout, refining the scene blockout, um, and then kind of chunking this, the shooting days together, so which scenes we can film on what days and, and doing them in order of priority, sending all of the visual stuff and all of the pre-production information to our soundtrack guy to come up with a theme, and, um, and securing locations and actors, and that's all that I'm going to be doing for the next week. So, yeah. 
Well, that's awesome, man. Um, that sounds like you got your hands full for sure. Let me know how I can help or if there's anything you want me for to sure. I don't know, bounce ideas off of, even if you want to do it like off the podcast, man, just like, Hey, I, I'm going crazy. I need to talk to someone like I'm here. For yeah. You. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you. I appreciate that. Really do. Sure. All right. I'm going to stop this recording. Everyone say bye to Craig. Bye Craig. that episode of the improved podcast with my friend elijah oh my gosh i am so excited for this movie i hope you are getting excited as well i mentioned in the podcast that i've gotten to see elijah you know grow so much throughout this filmmaking progress and i just have to highlight that again because it's so true he's grown and developed in so many ways from Originally, like, not wanting to even produce this movie to now being, you know, neck deep in pre-production. And spoiler alert, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> it only gets better from here. Uh, we've recorded, you know, several episodes since this was recorded. And let's just say Elijah was able to do nothing less than phenomenal work. I'm so excited for you all to hear those episodes. And once I figure out the schedule for these next couple of weeks, you will be... Uh, blessed with some of that um, behind the scenes content and hopefully someday we'll get to see this movie together we'll do like a watch party or something like that Um, as far as an update for me in terms of goals and progress and improving and stuff like that I've been making some good progress and work on my script Mary Lee Barber I'm into act two and I've sort of just about to hit some juicy bits of the story so very excited for that i think i'm on track to finish this thing up in march so very very good um i hope your goals and work is all going well as well if you want to get in contact with me about goals or projects you're working on uh shoot me an email at the improved podcast at gmail.com uh, I want to give a shout out to Green Bean for all of our musical intros and outros. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for leaving a five-star review. Um, and with that, I'll catch you all later. Yeah.